0: Hello, this is the Baltic Report, presented to you by journalists from Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania with Press. We are local journalists gathering main news stories from each Baltic country every week, so that you would get hands-on information straight from the region. My name is Anna Udr and I will guide you through the main news from the third week of October. Risk of poverty remains much higher in the Baltic states compared to other northern European countries. On the International Day for the Eradication of Poverty, Eurostat revealed that in 2018, almost a third of the populations in Latvia and Lithuania were at risk of poverty or social exclusion. In Estonia, a quarter is facing such a risk. These numbers show that the Baltic states, once called the Baltic Tigers, still haven't channeled their growth into the social security of their citizens. Poverty remains high despite the fact that for 30 years the Baltic economies have been steadily growing. For example, GDP per capita has tripled since the start of 2000s, and the average monthly wage has almost doubled in the last 10 years. The disparity means that the Baltic politicians lack political will and are not accountable to their voters. For now, reaching Northern European living standards the electoral promise heard so often remains a fantasy for the general population. The large number of citizens of Latvia and Lithuania and a bit less in Estonia are at high risk of falling into poverty. They can be compared to the poorest EU member states like Bulgaria and Romania. This week in Lithuania. Lithuania, Norway and Russia are working on the three-way spy swap. The deal will involve transferring two Russians in exchange for two Lithuanians and one Norwegian citizen. From the Norwegian side, it is thought to be the former border guard Frode Berg. His case is well known globally. Kremlin used it as an example, revealing the questionable Norwegian intelligence recruitment methods. Berg was persistent proponent of cross-border cooperation between Norway and Russia, living in the border town of Kirkenes in northern Norway. In December 2017, Russia's Federal Security Service, or in short FSB, arrested him with cash and documents in his hands. Berg had said that he was there on a Christmas holiday. Later Moscow court convicted him to a 14-year prison term as a courier of Norwegian intelligence services. Lithuania is to transfer Nikolai Filipchenko, possibly a high-ranking FSB agent. Russia is to give up two individuals holding Lithuanian citizenship – Yevgeny Mataitis and Aristides Tomošaitis, whom Moscow claims worked for the Lithuanian military intelligence. The deal involves one more undisclosed Russian citizen. Russia's foreign ministry has not yet confirmed the report on the spy swap. Ruling party in Lithuania announced it will increase taxes for business for the second time in one month. This is how Lithuanian Farmers and Greens Union or in short LFGU is desperately looking for ways to fulfill their promises to their low-income electorate before the 2020 general elections. On October 13, LFGU vice chair Tomas Tomilinas initiated the introduction of a 1% trade tax for retailers from their annual turnover, exceeding 2 million euros. This new tax hike would apply mostly to large food and household retailers. Earlier in September, LFGU chair Ramunas Karbauskis announced that the party also plans to impose a new tax on banks. Subsequently, the Lithuanian Association of Banks threatened to increase loan prices and interest rates. In 2016, the LFGU won parliamentary elections with a promise to focus on social welfare and redistribute tax burden from the poor to the rich. Today, the party still doesn't offer a clear long-term vision of what has to be done, but is rather chaotically throwing around promises and proposals of increasing taxes. This raises doubt about their real intentions and distorts the discussion on tax policy in Lithuania. This week in Estonia, Conservative People's Party of Estonia, Ekre, wants the Ministry of Social Affairs, which is ruled by the Central Party, to stop funding local LGBT organization. It is surprising because the two parties share the power and by this occasion they are revealing the large divide and differences within the Estonian government. Ekre's deputy chairman, Marty Helm, referred to the LGBT community as a radical group that splits society. He said that it is absolutely unacceptable for Ecrè to finance groups like that. This year, LGBT projects received almost 100,000 euros from the government. Central party Stan L. Keek, the minister of social affairs, responded that no community should be excluded from the ministry's area of responsibility. He explained that the ministry funds 80 different projects and organizations. The minister Kik called Ecrè members' announcements worrying and sad. He said that opinions like this cause unnecessary anger in society, unjustified fears, confrontations and humiliates people. The Center, Ekre and Isama parties are the three members of the current ruling coalition. Estonia's two biggest cities, Tallinn and Tartu, are listed as some of the most creative and cultural cities in Europe. The new report, Creative and Cultural Cities Monitor, is a tool designed by the European Commission to boost creative and cultural potential of European cities. Tallinn hosts various festivals that promote creative industries and green thinking. The old town of the city is included in the list of UNESCO World Heritage sites. The second city, Tartu, which is a student city, is also a vibrant place with a high concentration of young people. Tartu will be the European capital of culture in 2024. Estonia's culture has been blossoming in recent years. Never before has there been so many cultural events like last year. It was because of several reasons. Estonia celebrated its 100th year birthday and there were many events and activities in the country as well as outside. The minimum salaries of the staff in the culture sector has been increased by 78% in the last four years. And finally, there have been many investments directed to culture, particularly in the movie sector. This week in Latvia. Brexit day is approaching soon, but around half of the Latvians living in the UK aren't really preparing for it. The foreign minister of Latvia, Edgar Srinkevich, urged Latvians to take into consideration different scenarios possible after the UK leaves the European Union. To protect themselves, they should register for permanent residence at the British Home Office. It's necessary because only this status would legally prove the rights of Latvia's citizens in the UK. In case of a no-deal Brexit, the people would not be protected either by the UK or Latvia. Currently around 16,000 Latvian nationals have registered, which is less than half of the total number of Latvians living in the UK. According to the social scientist Martin Kaprans, UK Latvians are mostly indifferent or non-supportive of Brexit. In case they would have to leave the UK, Latvians would move to other countries like Germany or Norway. And only if that does not work out for them, they would return to Latvia. At the same time, around every fifth of Latvians in the UK consider Brexit a good move. A Central and Eastern European countries and China high-level conference on tourism cooperation will be held in Riga on the fourth week of October. This conference series has been around for more than 10 years and 17 countries are taking part in the program. In 2016, the conference was also held in Riga and the occasion was used to announce the founding of a Chinese investment vehicle called Sino CEEF Holding Company Limited. It was a big occasion with a lot of media coverage but little has been heard about it since. This October, China's Minister of Culture and Tourism and other high-level officials are coming to Riga for the conference and more promises are expected. At the same time, there is a growing concern by Latvia's security services about China's growing interest in the region. These were the main news stories from the Baltics on the third week of October 2019. If you have any suggestions or tips, don't hesitate to reach out to us through team at fixers.press. Thank you for listening. Until next week.